How many stayed up till midnight? And uh, most of you did. I know where I live, you might as well stay up because you're going to get woke up anyway with the fireworks and and also. Uh, but uh, so it's good. Happy New Year! I'm looking forward to a good 2017. Uh, don't forget this Wednesday we're going to start Gospel in the Stars. I'm going to be talking about how God put the gospel in the stars. There's nothing wrong with studying. Astrology is sinful and demonic, but astronomy isn't. And astronomy is just looking at the stars, and God put the gospel there. So this Wednesday, 6.30, come, and we'll get into that. It's a very interesting, interesting study. Um, All right, Christmas in the carols. Today I want to look at the story of Christmas and the gospel message in some of the verses of several of the old Christmas carols. That have been sung over the centuries, and many of which have already been sung today. Of course, I'm not talking about Jingle Bells or Santa Claus is coming to town or Rudolph. But uh, some of the ones that, that we heard today that proclaim the gospel. You know, the gospel of Jesus, the true story of Christmas, is in the carols. Now, when you think about Christmas carols, what's one of the first things you think about? You think about the virgin birth. Is that right? Virgin birth? Very important. And uh, I was thinking about the different Christmas carols that proclaim the virgin birth. And I was thinking about this one, Silent Night. I think they sang that here today. Holy Night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon. See, you, you got it. Virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. And, of course, we understand that, you know, as we saw in the play here, that Gabriel appeared to Mary in it, you know, and, and announced the birth of Jesus. And then, of course, the angel of the Lord appeared in the dream to Joseph and said that, you know, it, it, she really is, uh, you know, still a virgin. How many of you fellows would need some angelic help on that one? If your girlfriend who you're engaged to is pregnant, you've never had sexual relations, and she said that I'm still a virgin, you would need some help on that, wouldn't you? I know. I would, but thank God he's good, isn't he? And otherwise he was going to put her away privately. But, uh, of course, she was a virgin. I think of this this other carol. And a lot of times the Christmas carols, you need to realize this, we just usually sing the first verse or maybe the first and the last verse. But in most of the Christmas carols, there are a lot of verses that never get sung or hardly ever get looked at. And uh, the second verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing goes like this, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. So you need to understand that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it was God taking on flesh, deity becoming humanity. We need to remember that. And then that carol goes on to say, blessed is man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. And of course, Emmanuel just means God with us. And that's what happened. God became flesh. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. The third verse of, O come all ye faithful, goes like this. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee all glory be given. Son of the Father... Now in flesh appearing. See, you need to realize that it was God taking on human flesh when Jesus was born. 
Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. You know, the Bible says in the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And it goes on to say, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. See, before Bethlehem, we think about Bethlehem, but you need to realize Jesus didn't come into existence in Bethlehem. He always was, always is, always will be. You understand that, don't you? Is the second member of the Trinity. What was he called before Jesus? The Word. And the Word was made flesh. You see, the prophet Isaiah said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The child born was the humanity part of Jesus. The son given, the deity. He was 100% God and 100% man. You know, he's the only human being that can claim deity. Do you understand that? Man has never been God, is not God, never will be God, but Jesus is God. He's the only human being that can claim deity. Isn't, isn't it wonderful? So you need to realize that he was born of a virgin, and many of the Christmas carols bring that out. And then the next thing we think about in Christmas, and the Christmas story is the town of Bethlehem, and several Christmas carols talk about that. The one that I thought of was, O little town of Bethlehem. How still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And then, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. And then, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And then that carol goes on to say, joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. And then the second verse of my favorite one, God rest ye merry gentlemen. It says, in Bethlehem in Israel, this blessed babe was born and laid within a manger upon this blessed morn. So he was born in Bethlehem. And then, of course, there was no room in the inn. And this makes me think of away in a manger. No crib for his bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. And then the next thing we have is the angels appearing to the shepherds, you know, singing and announcing the birth of Jesus. And saying, this shall be a sign to you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And this makes me think of the Christmas carol, the first Noel. The angels did say it was to certain poor shepherds in fields where they lay. In fields where they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, 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 born is the king of Israel. So you had the angels singing. Wouldn't that have been something to be there to hear them sing? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Talking about the angels singing. The third verse of God rest ye merry gentlemen says this. From God our heavenly father a blessed angel came. And unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the son of God by name. O tidings of comfort and joy. 
And then the second verse of O Come All Ye Faithful goes like this. Sing choirs of angels. Sing in exaltation. Sing all ye citizens of heaven above. The angels were there. Angelic activity. You know, there's a lot of angelic activity going on at Jesus' first coming. And you know what? As you study the Bible, you see there's a lot of angelic activity going on at his second coming. You know, Jesus is coming again. You need to remember that. And then here's another one. You ever ever hear this? It came upon a midnight clear. That glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on earth, goodwill to men from heaven's all gracious king. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. And then this one here, O Holy Night. You ever hear that one? O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the spirit felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. You don't want me to start singing. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear what? The angel voices. Oh, night divine, the night when Christ was born. And next we have the visit of the wise men and the star. We're going to be talking about that star that they followed in my in my class on gospel in the stars. They saw his star in the east and came to worship him. And that makes me think, what's the song? Anybody know? What's the song about the three kings? We, three, bearing gifts we traverse afar. Field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Of course, the Bible tells us, you know, that these wise men arrive and you need to realize this, a lot of people don't realize this, but they didn't come to the stable the night Jesus was born. They didn't. Now, the, the angels appeared to the shepherds. The shepherds came, and I know in most of the plays you'll have the wise men, men uh, showing up. But if you read the Bible, you'll see that they don't show up for about 18 to 24 months after Jesus was actually born. The Bible says they came into a house, and they saw the young child. But nonetheless, they came, and they brought him gifts. Anybody know what those three gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then that, you see, we, we usually just sing the first verse, usually, I guess, of that, that carol, We Three Kings. But, and by the way, I was a king at the Baptist church. I was one of the kings in, in my play. Just thought you'd want to know. And we presume there's three because there were three gifts. There, you know, they were wise men. Actually, they were not astrologers. They were astronomers. And they had, they had actually, if you studied it, studied out, they, they knew and they, they were aware of uh, uh, what was going on there with the birth of Jesus through the ministry of, of Daniel. It's also interesting, I'll just throw this in, you know, a lot of times Hollywood paints that star beaming right down on the little manger. But you know what? Remember when the wise men came in and they inquired of Herod? Remember that? And Herod and the people had no clue there even was a star. I mean, how many of you know if there was a star beaming down, people would have picked up on that. Is that right? Is that right? 
See, but, but those wise men, they were astronomers and they were looking. We'll see this in, in my class. That You know, if you just look up at the stars at night, yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't really know. I just, they're beautiful. But you've got you've to kind of know what you're doing to really recognize, you know, like the Little Dipper, the Big Dipper and all that. But we're going to get in and see how God has painted the, 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 the virgin birth is right there in the stars. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is right there in the stars. We'll get into that on Wednesday nights. But nonetheless, they followed that star. And, uh, and actually, if you read the Bible, they had lost track of the star at one point. And then they went in and talked to Herod. And then when they left him, then they, they picked that star back up. And, and I'll show you how that all worked. It, it, it's, it's really interesting. And it happened just like the Bible said that it did. Can you say amen? But, but anyway, the, the carol goes on, we three kings of Orion are, and, and here's, here's, here's a verse here, uh, born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again, king forever ceasing never over us all to reign. See, the gold represented he's the king. See, the, the wise men said, we've seen his star in the east, we've come to worship the king of the Jews. But how many of you know he's not just the king of the Jews, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, is that right? But the gold represents, he's a king, and then Franken, then the carol goes on, frankincense to offer have I, incense owns of deity nigh, prayer and praising, all men raising, worship him God most high. See, the frankincense uh, had to do with his deity. He wasn't just the king, he's God. Deity, you see. And then the myrrh, it's interesting, the myrrh has to do with his death. With the death that he would die. And the carol says it this way. We seldom ever sing this. Myrrh is mine, it's bitter perfume. Breeze of life, breeze of life of gathering gloom. Sorrow, sighing, bleeding, dying. Sealed in the stone-cold tomb. That's right there in the Christmas carol. And then that that carol goes on because I don't want you don't ever leave Jesus in the tomb. He was only there three days, three nights. But it goes on and says this glorious now behold him arise king and God and sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Earth to heaven replies. How many of you know Jesus was raised from the dead? Is that wonderful? It's right there in the Christmas carols. We, We sell them. Sing those because, you know, at Christmas we're emphasizing the birth and, and, and that's good. But the whole gospel is in many of these carols, you know, and um, uh, they don't just give the story of the virgin birth, but the whole gospel message. Listen to this one. Have you ever heard what child is this? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anth- anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud. That's just praise. The babe, the son of Mary. What child is this? And it goes on. Listen to this. Why lies he in such mean estate or humble estate where ox and donkeys are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails, spears shall pierce him through. The cross he bore for me and you. How many glad that he did that? Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. 
I'm so glad he took those nails and spears and that cross so that I don't have to. How about you? You know, I was, I, I was thinking of this and, 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 and listen to this statement. If you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. And by the way, if, if you're visiting with us today, you know, if, if you attend here regularly, every Sunday we're opening the Bible and we're studying. You know, one of the first things I say is let's open our Bibles. How many of you know you want to go to a church where the preacher's saying let's open our Bibles? Is that right? Today it's a little different. It's a Christmas service, so we're not, we haven't opened the Bibles, but I'm giving you a lot of Bible. Is that right? But I just wanted you to know, in case you get a little nervous, we, we open our Bibles regularly around here. You want to go to church where they make you open a Bible, amen? <laughs> or where they read the Bible. I don't make you do it. We put it on the screen for you. But you know what I'm saying. We need to be in the Bible. Is that right? But listen to this. The virgin birth is meaningless without the cross. The cross is powerless without the virgin birth. I'll say that again. You ought to write that down. You ought to think about these things. The virgin birth is meaningless without the cross. Is that right? The virgin birth is meaningless without the cross. The cross is powerless without the virgin birth. Because you see... The virgin birth, what happened there is God bypassed the sin nature. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, then all that sin nature travels down through the genealogy of us all. Is that right? But Jesus was not born of the male seed, you see. The male, the, you understand that? It was bypassed. Why the virgin birth? A lot of people don't understand. We sing these carols and we don't understand. The reason Jesus had to be born of a virgin was so that his blood would be untainted from sin. When he shed that blood at Calvary, that blood that he shed on Calvary's cross was sinless blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. And you see in the Old Testament God used the blood of the animals to cover people's sins in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, Jesus, he's the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. John the Baptist said, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. How many remembers that? And and, and that blood that Jesus shed was far better than the blood of the animals in the Old Testament. Adam, would you go back? Is Adam here? Is he here? Did he have to leave? All right. Can you hear me okay? All right. Something happened, something popped. Just leave it alone there and and I think we'll be fine. Now, what was I talking about? How many of you know Jesus' blood was untainted? The blood of the animals only covered sin. Jesus' blood eradicates it, removes it as far as the east is from the west. Why? Because of the virgin birth. Again, people don't understand the importance of the virgin birth. If he was not born of a virgin, then Christianity collapses. The cross is powerless because he had to shed that sinless blood. That's why the virgin birth was so important. The virgin birth is meaningless, though, because the, without the cross, because the cross is where he shed the blood. But the cross is powerless without the virgin birth because without that, shed, that sinless blood, then there is no power. How many, how many of you are glad Jesus was born of the virgin? You see, God bypassed the sin nature. 
See, Jesus was free from sin. How many of you know a slave can't free a slave? But a free person can free a slave. And Jesus came free of sin, tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. He shed that sinless blood. And when we have faith in him, that blood washes us from all sin. And doesn't just cover sin like the animal's blood, but it removes it as far as the east is from the west. Can you say amen? That was good. Wesworth coming to church just to get that. Even if the sound system did pop out, you still got something good. Did y'all hear that pop a while ago? I don't know. There's a little. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So listen to this. So bring him incense, gold, and mirth. Come peasant king to own him. How many of you know peasants can come to him and kings can come to him? And that blood will wash their sin away. Isn't that wonderful? The king of kings salvation brings. See, one of the Christmas carols. He brought salvation and he made it available to us all. The gospel is in again carol after carol. Listen to this. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners. That's one of the greatest verses in all those hymns right there. God and sinners. What? Reconciled. See, God, Jesus, through his, his virgin birth and his death, burial, and resurrection, has made reconciliation available between uh, earth, and, between man and, and, and him. Isn't that wonderful? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, hail the, heaven, ha- hail the heaven-born prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness. A lot of these songs are written in Elizabethan English, so that's why we have a little trouble with them sometimes. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Hail the life to all He brings. Raise it with healing in His wings. How many of you know Jesus went around healing a lot of people, didn't He? Now, see, that's in the, in the Christmas carol. Hark the Herald Angels talks about His healing ministry. They brought multitudes unto Him. And He healed them all. He's still in the healing business today. Did you know that? Jesus, I, He's healed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people right here in this church over the last 20 years. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, yeah. We've seen cancer. We've seen all kinds of things. Jesus has healed people right here. I can't heal anybody. But the Bible said, Jesus said, the believer will lay hands on the sick and they'll be recovered. And they'll recover. Isn't that wonderful? And then this goes on to say, this Hark the Herald Angel says, Born that man may uh, no more die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. See, that not that wonderful? She got excited about it. Isn't that wonderful? And when it says that man may no, may, more, may no more die, it's not talking about physical death. How many of you know the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment? It's talking about spiritual death. What is spiritual death? Just when your spirit's separated from the life of God. But Jesus came, born of a virgin, died on the cross, raised from the dead, so that we can be born again and not have to be separated from God. Isn't that wonderful? And that's all right there in these uh, Christmas carols. Listen to this. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Did they, did they sing that today? O come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel. See, Jesus came and he paid the ransom for us. Isn't that wonderful? We could say it this way. The devil kidnapped us there in the Garden of Eden. But Jesus came and paid the ransom. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That, that, O come, O come, Emmanuel goes on to say, O come, thou rod of Jesse. Well, Jesus, 
you know, David was born of Jesse and then and Jesus came through, through, through David as, after the flesh. But listen to this. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory over the grave. You know, that's good news right there. Jesus, the reason why he came was to keep your hot little hide and my hot little hide out of hell. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? I mean, we, 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 I think about that every day. I'm so glad Jesus came. You know why he came? Because God didn't want me or you going to hell. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And victory over the grave. See, if you know Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of the grave. Because if you know Jesus, when you die, your spirit will come out of your body when you die. If you know him, see, if you don't know him, you go to hell. That's a bad place. You don't want to go there. The dumbest thing anybody ever did is go to hell. Did you know that? Everybody that's in hell right now is out of the will of God. Did you know that? But there's multitudes of people in hell right now. Why is that? Because they didn't receive the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in him and follow him. But, you see, he came to keep us out of hell. And if you know him, you don't have to be afraid of dying. Because the Bible said to, to Christians, now, if you don't know him, you need to be trembling in your boots uh, when it comes to death. But if you're a Christian, when you die, you don't need to fear anything. Your spirit will come out of your body. The angels will be there. As good as these angels look, the angels of God, they, I tell you what, they're awesome beings. As good as these little kids, I mean, they do, do the best they can. But you know what? The angels of God are awesome, mighty beings. And if you know Jesus, when you die, your spirit will come out of your body. The angels will take you. Because everybody has at least one, I believe, two angels. Praise God. You come out of your body and the angels take you up. Say up. Up into the far sides of the north. That's where God's throne is. Take you. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to what? Be present. With the Lord. You don't have to fear anything. And then the Bible also talks about the grave. You know, Jesus is coming back. And when he does. Now, if the Bible didn't say what I'm about to say, I wouldn't believe it. It's too far-fetched. But did you know the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be changed in the moment. In the twinkling of an eye, we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Won't that be wonderful? The believers, people who have died in Christ, believing in Christ, the graves are going to burst open and, 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 and their, the bodies of, of saints are going to come out, glorified bodies, and go up to, to be with the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Now, if the Bible didn't say that, I wouldn't believe that. But the Bible says that I believe it. And you know there's going to be some people that's going to cheat the undertaker. What do I mean, cheat the undertaker? That, that when Jesus comes, we'll be changed and we won't ever have to be embalmed and put in, put in the grave or anything like that. Won't that be wonderful? How many of you would like to be one that get, got to cheat the undertaker? I never did like thinking about my body laying in that casket. But, but I won't know it anyway because I'll be with the Lord, so that'll be fine. And then sometimes people talk about cremate. Should I be buried or cremated? Which one? Well, I'm not going to get into an argument on it, but I know what one preacher said when the subject came up. He said, brother, he said, when I die, I don't want anything to be on fire. (laughs) But if you know Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of death, hell, or the grave. Can you say amen? I feel a little preach coming on me here. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? How many glad Jesus was born of a virgin? How many glad he died on a cross and that he was raised from the dead? Amen. Oh, yeah. And then the Bible, the Bible, the, well, the, a lot of these, these carols are right out of the Bible, aren't they? 
Even though we're not opening the Bible, you're getting a lot of the Bible. Good Christian men rejoice. Have you ever heard that? Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Peace, peace, it says. Jesus Christ was born to save. He's born to save. Calls you one, calls you all. The gain is everlasting hall. Christ was born to save. Christ was born to save. Listen to this. God, rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior, born on Christmas Day, to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. The Bible says that the reason Jesus was born was to destroy the works of the devil. Everything that the devil did in the Garden of Eden to Adam and Eve, Jesus came to destroy that and to hook us back up with the life of God. Isn't that wonderful? Listen to this. God, rest you, Mary. Are you getting anything out of this? It's interesting. I've never preached this message, so it's interesting. Listen to this. God, rest you. I'm, I'm almost finished, but listen to this. God, rest you, Mary, gentlemen. And so on, it goes on to say, Fear not then, said the angel, let nothing you affright. This day is born a Savior of pure Virgin bride, to free all those who trust in him, now watch that, who trust in him from Satan's power and might. All these wonderful blessings I've been talking about, about getting to go to heaven and all that. Listen, that doesn't happen to you by accident. Jesus made it available, but you have to receive it. How do you receive it? By Say this, by trusting in him. you got to trust in him, not from your head, but from your heart. Believing in your head that there's a God won't save you. Believing in your head that Jesus was born of a virgin and all of that, and he died on the cross, that none of that will save you. you got to believe it where? In your heart. When you believe it in your heart, guess what? It changes you. I said it changes you. I've watched a lot of people over the years Ask Jesus, you know, that Lord, I believe on you and all that, but they, they, they just they have a mental experience. How do I know that? Their life never changes. You never see any difference. But I'm convinced, I know when I got born again, it changed me. I used to cheat my grandma at Old Maid. <laughs> I marked the back of the Old Maid. I was a smart, smart aleck little kid, little, just, just a brat. But when I received Jesus, it changed me. I don't cheat at old maid anymore. (laughs) Diane and I played crazy rummy last night. She beat me. I wanted to cheat, but I didn't. It changes you, doesn't it? When you know Jesus. To free all those who trust in him from Satan's power. And might. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That, is that what John 3.16 said? He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And that word believe there doesn't mean just a hit mentalist. It means a heart, faith from your heart. When you trust in Him... Then you get saved. And once you get saved, you know another way I can tell if somebody's saved, the way you ought to be able to tell is when you get saved, there's joy on the inside. Joy. If you don't have any joy, you need to get saved. 
And a lot of people, they, they are saved all right. They do love the Lord, but they've just the circumstances of life have sucked all the joy out of them. You know what? The will of God is for you to have joy. And because of what Jesus did through his virgin birth and his death, burial, and resurrection, we can all have joy. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Let me ask you today, as I close this message, do you have room in your heart for the Lord Jesus? You know, this world has a lot of distractions in it. A lot more now than when I was growing up. We didn't have cell phones and internet and all that when I was growing up. If you wanted to talk to somebody, you'd have to stop off at the store and put in the 20, well, start out as a dime, then you know, everything goes up, and then it was 20 cents, so on. And you'd have to go in and use a, use a phone. Now you've got cell phones, is that right? There's nothing wrong with it. I've got one. But there, there, there's so many distractions, isn't there? I want you to listen to me here. Do you have room in your heart for the Lord? I was going to preach today on first things, but, but this Christmas I need to, need to do this. Who is first in your life? Who is first? You know what one way you can tell? I'm going to give you a 30-minute message here now in about 30 seconds. What I was going to preach. You know one way you can tell? Go see where, go look at your checkbook. Pastor, you were doing so good. Why did you have to bring that up? Because your heart follows your money. You can tell if God has any place in your life just by looking where you put your money. Do you invest anything into the gospel? Is his house a priority to you in serving him? Living according to his commandments, is that important to you? You know, it's real easy to say, well, I, you know, I put God first, but you really need to, I'm not examining you, you need to examine you. Do you have room, see they didn't have room for Jesus in the end, but do you have room in your heart for him? Is he really first place in your heart? You know, Jesus should be more important to us than anything else. As much as I love my wife, and I love her not only in word but in deed, I love Jesus more. And she'd say the same thing. She loves me with all of her heart, but she loves Jesus more. We need to put Jesus above everything else. Why? Because he's God. And he died for us on the cross. And he was raised from the dead. Can you say amen? Amen. So let every heart prepare him room. And once you've prepared him room and you've received him and you have the joy of the Lord, then the Bible says, go, the Bible doesn't, the Bible does say, go tell it on the the Bible says go into the, all the world and preach the gospel. The Christmas carol said go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and go tell it on the mountain what? That Jesus Christ is born. Well, how did I do with this? Is that alright? Well, stand with me if you would. You don't have to, you don't have to clap. I appreciate it. Bow your heads with me. Well, I hope you got something out of that. It is different, if nothing else. How many of you know God's for you, not against you? You know, something I've learned about God is 
A lot of times when people miss it, preachers like to kick people. But you know what? A real man of God, woman of God doesn't kick somebody when they're down. What does the Bible say? We're supposed to lift people up. Is that right? So your head's bowed and eyes closed. I don't care how bad you've missed it. I don't care what you've done or haven't done. Jesus loves you. He really, really, really does. And maybe you've never, ever received Him into your heart and trusted in Him. If you haven't, you can do that today. Maybe you trusted in Him, walked with Him at one time, but you've just just slipped away from Him somehow or another. You just hadn't been living like you should for Him. Well, you can change that in a moment. You change both of those things in a moment. And Jesus will forgive you. That precious blood that He shed... If you've never received him, he'll make, he'll make you a child of God. If you've if you're already been saved but you haven't been living like you should, he'll forgive your past just that quick. You can start afresh right here today. So just, just I'm going to lead you in a, in a prayer. Just say this after me and, and let your heart agree with it. Say, 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 God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I realize I can't save myself. I need your grace and mercy. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. I have room for you. Come on in. I'm saved. I'm a Christian. And I'll serve you the rest of my life. Now, if you did that for the first time or if that's you just renewing your commitment to the Lord, either way, when I dismiss, I want to invite you to come up here to the front while people are going out and having the goodies and all that. You come up. There's some people up here. Now, I'll be around. If you want to talk about, about these things, we'll be glad to talk with you. It's important that you tell somebody that you've received Jesus or that you've recommitted your life to him. It's important. It really, 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 really is. Amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Well, let me just say, don't forget again, Gospel in the Stars on Wednesday night.